0: It's great to be with you Um, again. Hi, I'm Phil, as um, Ellen has told you. I'm part of the leadership team at this church, which is an absolute honor. And uh, we're into our second week in our series, looking at the character of God. Now, I don't know whether or not you've come here this morning with any um, great expectations for the living God to do something in your life. But my expectation is that God is um, going to do something in your life this morning. Because as we, as we look at God's word, as we open up the scriptures and as we start to look into the character of God, um, my Bible says that we get changed. We get changed because we, we, we show ourselves up against a God that is perfect in every way. And we see our own flaws. And we also, um, when we look at how amazing God is, it does our hearts so good because it means that we can trust him. When we really, really understand how great God is, it means that we can trust him. So we're going to start off. So the, the series that we're looking at is called He Is. And um, the character of God is, is, is that series. And today we're going to look at the unchanging character of God. That God is a God that does not change. And um, I hopefully by the time we, we get to the end... We're going to be in a place where um, we're going to get closer to him. It's great to see you all up there, by the way. I keep, I keep like noticing you. Hi, nice to see you all. And nice to see you all online as well and watching. If you've got a Bible, and I hope you have, can you uh, turn to the book of Psalms 102? And we're going to kick off there. And Psalm 102, verses 25 to 27. In the beginning you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment. Like clothing you will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same. Your years will never end. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He never changes. He's always the same. Always consistent. He is perfect. And we, we have a problem with perfection. Because perfection for us is, is through our own particular viewpoint. But God's perfection is through what's written in his word that's our baseline he simply is perfect there is nothing that he needs to change even even if he wanted to God is perfect his plans for each one of you are completely perfect it says in Psalm 139 that before You were even born. His eyes saw your unformed body. And everything that you're going to do was written down. You see, he's got a plan for you. You might think that's a bit crazy that books have been written by the living God about you. Just think about that for a moment. There's a book with your name in and he's writing your story. And what happens is that we get in the way and we mess it all up right? And then God, right, starts to rewrite the book to get us back on track. He's always calling us back to himself. His plan for you never changes. His plan is always eternity, always reconciliation, always redemption, always calling you back to him because he loves you. He never changes, his mission for this world never changes. His plans never changed. And at the end of Revelation, God opens up the books to see what we've done. And then he opens up the other book, the book of life, to see whose name is, is that. But I know that God, in his grace, in his love, in his mercy, is always rewriting my story. When I mess up and take the wrong path, he's calling me back into his design. And it's the same for each one of you. And what we've got to discover, we've got to grow up before we grow old. And we've got to discover what God has got for us. And it's no good looking at the the rubbish that we've done in the past. Let's look forward to what God has got for us. Do you know, I, I know some of the people in this church. I know there's some real brokenness in the past. But such glory in the present. And there's going to be greater glory as they move forward in the future. God has a plan for you that does not change. God has a plan for you that does not change. And I want you to understand that. We all know Jeremiah. Well, most of us will know Jeremiah 29. God's holiness is unchanging. His perfection is unchanging. Revelation tells us, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was created with eyes all around, even under its wings. And day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. He was perfect and always will be perfect and always has been perfect and always has been unchanging. There is no changing with God, His promises to you. Never change. The promises in this great book never change. You don't read it one day and it's kind of like they've flipped it. God is so much the opposite of our modern day politicians. He doesn't change. He's not affected by outside influences or changes in the way that this world is is going. God is not affected by any of that. He's high above, way beyond, and in control. And when we realize that, it means that we have such confidence in, (laughs) in who he is. Psalm 89, 34, it says, I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. God is unchanging what He speaks to us in His word as a promise He will fulfill. He is 100% trustworthy. And when you trust God, that's when your life changes. You know, you can give your life to Jesus, but until you stick Him on the throne, and until you allow God to be on the throne of your life, you will not change. God has to be in control. God wants to be in control because he's going to do it so much better than you will. I tried living my life without God and it was absolutely pants. I've tried living my life with God. And although I get in the way of God's plans for me, it's been so much better. God, God's promises are always unchanging. They're always yes and amen in Jesus Hebrews six, sixteen 16 to 20 tells us, people swear by someone greater than themselves and their oath confirms what he said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, who... We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf, he has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. God's unchanging character gives us, through Christ, that anchor, that that sure-footedness, that solid ground. And that solid ground is what we build on, and we build our lives on, which helps us move on to where God wants us to be. His love for you is unchanging. You are God's favorite. You are God's favorite. I know you find that hard, some of you. I can see some of you, like, doing a bit of a wiggle, right? I don't, know if I, can, I don't know if I can accept that, but you are. You're God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. You're God's favorite. He loves you. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. God is completely and Utterly and totally in love with you. Just let that touch your heart. The God of the universe knows you by name and loves you. His love for us is unending, it's unconditional, and it's unchanging. God is good, but life is hard. God is good, but life is hard. And that's true as well, isn't it? Yeah, God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. But life is hard. And that's why we need to come to him. We need, we need our father. We, if we're left to our own devices, we just, we just get it wrong. But God comes to us in our brokenness. And he comes and makes it right. We're, you know... We love it in this church, don't we, that we hear stories all the time of people's lives, broken lives being mended and and made new. God in Christ has done for us what no one else could have done. God in Christ at the cross set out to rescue us, to redeem us, to win us back, a broken world with broken people, a fallen world to bring us back to himself. And in his love, Jesus hangs bleeding and dying on a cross just for me and just for you. In his love, he went there. Before the world was even formed, Jesus had already decided that he was going to come and rescue us. That blows my mind. that blows my mind that even before this world was made, that Jesus had already put his hand up to die for me and die for you. John three seventeen says that um, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. Through him. That is the unchanging character of God. That he wants to save and redeem and restore and fix. He's not come to condemn and bully. He's come to love you. Will you let him love you? Will you let him love on you? I don't know what you do in worship. But you know, when I'm in worship, all I want to do is I just want God to love on me. I just... God's unchanging nature, character, and love means he is always about this task. Whether we are on board or not, God is calling the lost home, the broken home. That's our commission and our joy, and he's chosen us to do it. Things are never, ever going to be any different. He's never going to do it a different way. There isn't anybody else coming. God has called us, the church. Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 11 says this, my, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is high. He's the unchanging God. He's the one that rules and reigns on high. We make such a mistake when we think we know better than God. Our scientists, many of our scientists think they know better than God. Do you know what? If, if I was to ask him a really, really like, you know, clever person. I, mean, I know there's some really clever people in this church. If I was to ask a really clever person, of all the things that can be known in this earth, what percentage do you know? What would they say? I mean, if I was, if I was feeling really, really clever, I might say like um, 0.00001 million or something. I might know of everything that can be known, but I'm sure some people would say, "Oh, you know, I know like most of the things that you know. I understand science and blah blah blah." And the thing is, is that they don't know. There's a lots of things that we don't know. And you know what? If you don't know God, I want to tell you that God operates in that percentage that you don't know. If you're here today and you don't know God, I want to tell you that, um, you know, God is in that percentage that you don't know. Because you can't know everything, but he does. His, his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts, our hearts. He's far, far above. And that's why we can trust him. Because he's consistent, because he's truthful, because he's kind, and because he loves us. You know, it's good when you've got people in your life that are consistent, isn't it? You know, I know that many of us have got, have had good mothers and fathers, and grandparents. My grand was amazing to me. You know, growing up, she was just like the best. You know, I could always go around to my grand's for a cup of tea, and she, no matter how bad I'd been, which was bad, she was always the one that consistently loved me, and I needed that. And you know, we have sometimes we have mentors, or sisters and brothers. Or people in our lives that are consistently good for us, that they're always um, affirming and building up. And those, those people in our lives are so rich and so helpful. But I want to tell you that God is way, 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 way above all of that. He is completely, consistently in love with you, rewriting your life, keeping his promises, trying to work all things out for the good. Even the stuff you get wrong, even when you mess up, he's always he's gonna take that and he's gonna work it out for the good. Because he's a God who is beyond our comprehension. God is more, and Jesus, Hebrews 13 8, Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is unchangeable. We see in that scripture the The co-eternal nature of Christ. Jesus is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ is the same. God cannot change. Malachi tells us, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. You know, we change our minds. We change our opinions. We get fresh revelation. Things come into our lives and affect us, and we, we change position on things all the time. We, we change, you know, we change our opinions about, uh, uh, you know, even about um, the scriptures sometimes. You know, we, 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 but God doesn't change. You know, God doesn't change. I don't think God's really interested in what the leading theologians have to say about the book. You know, I don't think, I don't think he cares. You know, God's position, right, is consistent and unchanging. God's aim is straight and constant, his love for you, and this whole world is not affected by any external forces. God is never, ever surprised. He's never surprised. You can't shock God. You can't shock him. Because he already knows the worst about you and he loves you completely. And in closing, I just wanna look at this one scripture really, really quickly. It's James 1:17. And James, um, the book of James is a great pastoral book. And um, it says in verse 17 every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And in the context of that chapter, it's like a really weird kind of verse. If you read, if you read the whole, if you just sat there at home reading James 1. And you get to verse 17, it kind of like, it seems like strange. And some people think that that verse 17 was a a popular Christian song that James liked. And that he just kind of like dropped this kind of verse in. But actually, when you start to unpack what's written down, um, James is talking about the unchanging character of God. Everything good has its origins in him, the Father. With God, there are no variants, neither shadow of turning. James contrasts God with the sun as the source of light. And there's a strong resemblance, but the sun is constantly changing. It doesn't shine on the same parts of the earth at the same time. It's not the same all year round. It rises at one side of the earth. It crosses each day. It's revolutions. It produces changes in the seasons. And makes a constant variety of the earth. In the productions of different climes. God is light. But God is not created light. Like the sun. God is not created. God is not created light. And with him there is no changing. There's no variance. He is consistent. There's not even a... A glimpse of a shadow or a, a part of darkness. It's frustrating, isn't it, when you go out and walk in the sun and then the clouds come and then all of a sudden you're cold again. You know, there's like this like real inconsistency about the sun that I, you know, but with God, it's not like that. God is light. He's always the same for all the seasons of the year. In all the ages, there is no change in his character. In his mode of being, there's no change. His purposes and his plans, there is no change. What he was millions of years hence, before the world was made, he is now, and he will be millions of years into the future. We may be sure that whatever changes there may be in human affairs... Whatever we undergo, whatever oceans we may cross or whatever mountains we may climb, in every circumstance of life, God is the same and does not change. And because of that, we trust. And because of that, we lay down our lives. And because of that, we go out to the world to reach those that are broken and need healing. Revelation 22:5. There will be no more night they will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. That's where we're going. Would you all like to stand and with the band light like to come back up? Let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we ask that you'd come by your spirit, that you would come, Holy Spirit, and that you would do in us today what you've purposed to do. Pray, Lord God, that you would show us your unchanging nature, your unchanging love for each one of us, and that you would come close to us today. Come and be close to us today, Lord. We just invite you in. We invite you in, Lord God. We invite you in, Lord God. We invite you into those bits we're not very proud of. We invite you into those bits that are hurting. We invite you in, Lord God, and we ask you to come and bring healing and bring freedom in Jesus' name. Amen.